Hi, I'm Lisa Moore, one of the pastors here at GT Church in Victoria, BC. Welcome to our podcast. All of the content you'll find here is meant to point you to Jesus and to encourage you in your journey wherever you're at. Enjoy the message. Happy New Year! Yeah! Look how full this church is on New Year's Day. You guys really love Jesus, don't you? We didn't, we didn't make a bet, per se, but Andy no. does, like, guessing attendance numbers, and he guessed way less than this. I was S, wrong. So you guys job. just blew me away. Thank you for yes. coming. Give yourselves a hand. You're amazing. Oh, wow. I'm happy to see you all. I was texting during the service um, to tell our team, you better make more pancakes because we got friends in the house today. So we're just so glad to see you all. And uh, we want to take just a few minutes um, together, actually. And the reason why we're doing this is because we just want to communicate our shared heart and love for you as our church family. And, and we do want to offer you a challenge in this new year. It is so unique that we're able to gather on the very first day um, of the year. It yeah. just so happens that it was a Sunday. So, you know, last fall we were just saying, like, this is a significant day. We're going to just treat it as its own day. Uh, we'll start a new series next week. But today we yeah. just wanted to talk to you about, you know, um, about finding your your own feet in this new year. And really our heart is, if I could just share it with you, it's that you would, this year, that you'd have a desire to go deeper, that God would plant that in you so deeply, and, and that you would hear God's voice for yourself. Some of you, you feel like, I've never heard God speak. I just want you to know you can. You can hear the direction of God in your own life for yourself. And, and you know, our heart is that you would see Jesus as your mentor, as your master mentor, because that's what Jesus is. Jesus desires to walk with you. And so our heart is that you that there would be this great discovery for yourself of your own walk, your own faith, your spiritual journey specific to you. And I know that many of you are saying, yes, that's what I want this year. I want that this year. Don't you want it? Yeah. 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 And so we're going to just step into that together today. We want to encourage you, yeah. um, give you some thoughts uh, from our own heart, even give you some potential next steps mm-hmm. that you could take. So um, it's going to be a good time together. Lisa, I want you to share a little bit. Yes. So this, this Sunday is unofficially called Next Step Sunday because yeah. we really believe in next steps. And if you've been here at all, you've heard us talk about that. You've probably heard our common purpose statement that I know all of our staff could jump up right this second and just shout it out because they know it so well. But here, here's our common purpose as a church. It's to help people take the next step in their spiritual journey by revealing the life-giving message of Jesus. That's a good mission. It's good. Like it's really yeah. good. Yeah. And a couple pieces of that that really jumped out for us this year that we think are unique is a few of these words, helping people. Right. So the key is we're here to help. The church is here to resource you, to encourage you, to right. walk alongside mm-hmm. you and be community. We're not here to do it for you. Right. We can't walk out your spiritual journey for That's you. Right. That's something that we want all of us to take responsibility for. And so we help you do it. We don't do it for you. Mm-hmm. Also, it's your spiritual journey. It belongs to you. Right. And so we just want you to feel today this sense of ownership and responsibility that I get to determine what 2023 is going to look like for me spiritually. We don't know everything that's going to happen. Absolutely not. But but we know that we are in charge of our own spiritual direction with God at the helm. And so we want to just help you take that responsibility today and feel encouraged about that, that yeah. you alone are responsible for the condition of your soul. 
It's good. That's something really Andy good. says to our staff. He said to you before, and that your spiritual journey really does belong to you. So what you're hearing us say is just we're we're inviting you to the engagement of your own yeah. spiritual walk, and we'll just talk about that today. Um, I want to take you uh, in the scripture to the third chapter in the book of Colossians, where Paul is speaking um, to the church in Colossae, and, and he gives them some encouragement. And it's actually like, if you read the chapter, you'll find it's, it's, a, it's a list of encouragements and commands for the Christian. If you're a follower of Jesus, he just really challenges, he really sets it out there for you in terms of what your spiritual life could and should look like. And I want to use chapter 3 as a guide, but I want to set it up by saying, um, just before this, just before chapter 3, Paul's talking to him in chapter 2 about the way that these Colossians live. And he was talking about how they lived in such a way as to really prioritize the physical body. Um, they lived in a way to kind of, they had a spirituality that was based in like what they would do uh, physically, don't eat this, don't touch that, don't taste that. And, and they were trying to work out their spirituality in a physical sense alone. And so Paul is challenging them, them with this. And I think, man, on, here we are on New Year's Day. Some of you have already made a plan to get back to the gym some of you are already thinking about, you know, I got to hit my New Year's resolution. I got to, you know, whatever it is. And, and I just want you to hear what Paul is saying in the midst of that. Listen, that has very little effect on your spiritual growth and development. Mm -hmm. And so our encouragement, our challenge to, to you and as a family is why don't we prioritize the spiritual part of our lives? And here's the thing. If you go to the gym tomorrow or the next day, you're going to have to fight for a treadmill. But if you prioritize your spiritual life over this next month, go to the gym in February. You can have all the treadmills because yeah. everybody's already given up on their New Year's resolutions, right? So why don't we start from a spiritual sense as yeah. followers of Jesus to say, I want to grow with the Lord this year. And so let me read this verse to you. It says, since then, because of all this other stuff we've been talking about, you've been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Come on, let's get our eyes a little higher. Let's, let's get our thoughts a little higher. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. And then he tells them why. He says, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. In other words, everything changed when you became a Christian. It's all different now. You're not the same person you once were. And, he, and what he's suggesting and what you'll see in the next verses that we will read over the course of the message what you'll see is that he says, now you get to co-labor with Jesus in your own spiritual development. You get to do it with Jesus. Man, you have a new life because you're now hidden with Christ in God. And so your spiritual growth and development is now a partnership with Jesus. And I think that's pretty encouraging. Very good. Yes. So would you allow me to take you back a little bit? I know we don't like to do this. 2020. Mm. In covid you know, we say, we say that, like, in COVID. I was, like, realizing it. maybe we're still in COVID. I don't know. We're going to be in COVID forever, okay? But you know what I mean. In COVID, 2020, right? Yeah. That horrible time that we tried to block out. But <laughs> spiritually speaking, we yeah. just want to think about how we did then. Yeah, right. And take a little bit of an inventory. And mm. maybe you've done that already. And I know as spiritual leaders in the church, we've certainly talked about this a lot. And, and what I think we discovered was in that time when we couldn't gather together, 
it was really hard for us. Yeah. Not just because we missed each other, and we are made for each other mm -hmm. to do life together, but I think we discovered that maybe we relied on one hour a week to be more than it should for us. Mm. Maybe this was the culmination of our spiritual experience in the week. Right. And without that, we floundered. And we didn't all know what to do. And we didn't have the depth to sustain us. We didn't have the deep roots. And, and we didn't have the resilience always to keep going and to really flourish in a time that we couldn't meet together. And so, so our heart as leaders is, is to say, like, this is a great place. Church is a place that God designed, a place of celebration, a place of inspiration, a place of community. But it's one hour in the week. Do you know who knows how many hours are in the week? Anybody? Oh, Adam, he was already here. Forget it. 168 hours in a week. Okay. And so one of those, if you're, if you're super spiritual, like you guys, is taken up <laughs> this with church, right? Yeah, right. Um, maybe most weeks or some weeks. Yeah. The other 167, that's mm. what we want to look at. What are mm. we doing with that? Are we taking responsibility? Are we looking at that as an opportunity to say, God, I have so 167 good. other hours in my week. Yeah that I get to decide what I prioritize, what I value, who I'm listening to, what I'm filling my mind with, and what I'm setting my priority on. Is it my fitness routine, my finances, my job, my spiritual life? It doesn't have to be one or the other, but let's get our spiritual life in there as a priority for the other 167 hours. We have an opportunity, and so are we using those hours the way we would want to? This is a fresh page today, right? It's a clean slate. We can say 2023, this is gonna be the year I'm gonna prioritize those hours. I'm gonna let God direct me. I'm gonna get him, let him lead me and guide me into what he has for me this year, not just in one hour a week. The church isn't gonna be my only time of spiritual development, I'm going to take responsibility for that, and this is going to be the best year of my life. Mm. You know, uh, I think it's important to recognize that even just one step yeah. could be so significant to this year, just one thing that you do differently, just one thing. And I, I want to just encourage you, you know, kind of back to next steps, because we've been talking about that, mm. is it's our heart that you would discover yours and you would live it out, because we do think that's very fulfilling. We do think that when you discover what is the next step for you, that then that brings great joy, excitement, enthusiasm to, into your spiritual life that we all desperately need. So what's yours this year? That's kind of what we're going to journey on together. No matter where you are in your journey, I'm convinced that everybody has a next yeah. step. Can I hear an amen to that? Amen. Amen. Because that is true. And so we, we're we're wanting for you to ask God what that step is. Mm. We're, we're being very careful not to tell you what you should do. Because what we want is for you to hear from God, to connect with God, to have a vibrant sense in your own spiritual life about how you live and practice your faith. Because regardless of whether the church is open or closed, you can live that out. Yeah. And God right. is calling to you specifically. So we don't want to do that. But here's the question that we should all wrestle with. God, what is my next step? God, what is my next step? If it's true that there's a step for me, then what is my next step? Can I just talk to the old Christians in the room for a minute? I'm talking to myself, by the way. I've been a follower of Jesus a long time, and I think many of you who would be in the room might find yourself in that same kind of category. I've been following God a long time. I've, I've done it all. I've, I've done the stuff you're talking about. I'm sure the list, if I looked at the list, I could say, yep, yep, got the T-shirt, right? Like I could just, you know, I'm good. 
But I want you to, with me, and I'm telling you, like, this is my heart, right? Say, God, there's got to be a new call for this year. Mm -hmm. 2023 is a new year, and there's got to be a new call. And I want to say, I'm so confident in the idea that everybody has a next step that I would say, if you're watching online from your hospital bed, you can ask God this same question. God, what's my next step? Where am I going to go with you in worship? Where am I going to to make a difference in this room that I'm currently in? What kind word can I say? What other spirit can I operate in? And how can I love somebody today? You see, there's always a next step for every single one of us. And so I want you to, to just hear me say, I understand that life diminishes over time, right? I don't have the same energy I had when I was 20. I don't. And I don't know that that gets any better, right? <laughs> But the truth is, God still has something for me today. And he still has something for me this year. And so the challenge that we're feeling as a church family, before we start our next series, is just to say, let's hear from God. What's my Mm -hmm. next step? It's very good. Some of you, when we're talking about this, right away, I think that you know already. Hmm. There's something that's in your heart. There's something that's kind of maybe deep down inside that God's already spoken to you about. That you haven't maybe taken that step. You've... Maybe it's busy, it's Christmas, or you just haven't wanted to do it, or it feels challenging, or whatever it is, or you just know right away, hmm. I know what God's asking me to do. And that's amazing. That's yeah, exciting. That's great. So you follow that. Not every one of us, though, is in that place. And, and I don't want you to feel discouraged if you're not, because I think we have an opportunity for a lot of us to say, my first next step is to ask God, like right. Andy talked about, yeah. is to listen to God, mm-hmm. to learn how to spend time in his word and spend time in his presence and let him speak to me. And maybe that's brand new for you to hear from God for yourself and not rely on somebody else to do it for you. But I'd say that would be the first step then is to listen to God and ask him that question. What is my next step? Right. There's so many different next steps you could take. And and we have a slide that we're going to show, and don't get overwhelmed. Right. This is really exciting. Yeah, this is you actually cool. You all have a next step. We also have a journal. Yeah, there's, there's a few for you, okay? Yeah, you don't have to read them all right now. But we have we made some journals. Again, we've done it before. We made next step journals, and that same graphic is in here. So you can, you can take a look at it, and you can look through and see, you know, whether it's serving or small groups or giving or relationships. I need to oh, see this because I can't oh. bend like an owl. Okay, or prayer, or Bible reading. I mean, there's hundreds, there's probably thousands of next steps. This is just what our team came up with of ideas for you. There's things you can do that maybe you've never done before. Can I suggest that probably your next step is something for a lot of us that you've never done before? Hmm. Maybe it's something that's, that you consider challenging for you. It's something that's a little bit out of your comfort zone or a little bit stretching for you. And so uh, maybe that's like, reading the Bible for the first time. Again, in this book, we have a Bible, Bible in a Year reading plan. Yeah. And for those that like check marks, you can check off every day. Ooh. But let, listen, let me tell you one thing. Don't get discouraged if you miss some days. If you decide, That's like, good. I'm going to start That's reading the Bible. Point. This is yeah. me. I do it. And like January 7th, I'm like, oh, I missed like a day, and then I missed two days, and I can never catch up. And if you try to catch up, I just am going to say don't try to catch up. Just go right to where you should be, okay? Because if you try to catch up, you got to do like two hours of reading one day, and then you get discouraged. So just keep going. Just keep going with it. So maybe reading the Bible is new for you. Maybe a prayer journey is new for you. We have some some other books that we're actually selling just ongoing now as a resource for you. And so we have books on fasting, if that's something you've never done before. And you're like, I don't know, this feels like a stretch, but I want to learn about that. I want to step into something new. We try to talk to our kids about that, and they're like, why would I do that? I'm not seeing... (laughs) 
anything, any spiritual value in this. And so we're praying for them. We are. For their hearts, that yep. they will give up sugar because the Lord would will that for them. <laughs> and so would mom. Yes. So maybe it's something hard or different or new, but th these are just ideas of things that maybe God's speaking to you about. And, and maybe it's joining a small group. For the, and you, we say that all the time. I know you hear it all the time. But sometimes when we take these steps, then God can start to direct us. If you're like, I don't know, and I prayed, and I still don't really know, just start something. Start yeah. reading the Bible yeah, every day. Start journaling for the first time. Right. Try a fast. Find out biblically what that looks like. Talk to a pastor. Talk to somebody who's done it before. Join a small group. And when you're moving like that, then God can direct you. Because right. how many of you know God can't direct a car or a person that's stopped? It's really hard to turn if you're not moving. But if you're already going, you're like, I'm going to just start something. Then God will speak to you. He'll mm. meet you in that small group. He'll meet you in the word. He'll meet you in your fast. He'll meet you in the sacrifice that you've made or the new thing that you're doing, the step that you're taking, and he'll direct you from there. Yeah, it's good. We, uh, because it's the first, we have this really cool opportunity to kind of hit the first 21 days. Did you know that it takes 21 days to form a new habit? Did you know that? Some of you knew that already. But that's why we kind of want to prioritize these first 21 days. You could start today with something and you have space. And not only that, you have tomorrow to think about it and catch up with whatever it is that you need to in order to make that happen. It's a wonderful time. And those first 21 days can be really, really special. Um, you know, my dad, uh, when I was a kid, built our home. And when he built our home, he built a courtyard. And in the courtyard, he put an arch. And I was always so fascinated by the arch. And, and one of the things that really fascinated me was the fact that I could crawl on it, and it never broke. It was made of adobe block, and it was super strong. How in the world can this arch be so strong? It seems to me like it would crumble. And I learned from my dad that the reason why it's so strong is because of that very top center block called the keystone. And the keystone is cut specifically in such a way as to support the weight of the whole arch. And it's very strong because of that keystone. And I want you to think about what we're doing here in that same context. This is a keystone time. And you can establish some keystone habits. And if you will work at them for three weeks, they'll become a part of your life in a way that all of a sudden you begin to look forward to them. They add strength to your life. They develop you as a person. Did you know that 40 to 50% of every decision you make is actually habitual? So this helps you create the habits that you want. Yeah. And keystone habits can be good or bad. Right now, you may have a keystone habit that actually causes a lot of negativity in your life. And the Lord wants to help you replace mm -hmm. that with something that's going to bring a lot mm -hmm. of good into your life. And so let's look at this next 21 days as a really mm -hmm. special time. And we're just going to yeah. go after God together to see our own spiritual journey develop. Yeah, so 21 days, we're going to consecrate this time. Yeah. If you know what that means, consecrate means to set apart. Okay, so we're just going to, as a community, say we're going to set it apart, and that's going to look different for each of us. And that's what I'm excited about is we're yeah. not actually saying, hey, we're all going to pray every day at 7 a.m. We're all going to do this fast. We're all going to do this thing because we want you to hear from God. We want us all to be on a journey together towards God, right. but in our own unique ways because we're all different, mm -hmm. and we all have different needs, and, and we're all in different places in our spiritual journey. So we're going to consecrate this time together as a church, and at the end of it, we're going to cap it with another um, really cool coastline prayer event on January 21st. So we're here today. Let's come back on the 21st. We'll give you information about that. But we're going to do 
literal coastline prayer. Yes. So great. Our name becomes literal because we're going to meet on different beaches um, on the lower part of the island, around the city, depending where you live, and you're going to go to the coast, you're going to pray with your church, and you're going to sort of cap off this time. And not that that's the end of your journey, but it's sort of a beautiful, like, bookends to yeah. the beginning and the end yeah, of this keystone time. Does that sound fun? I'm, like, I'm already excited about that, about yeah. seeing you at the beach. I hope I can figure out how to get to all the beaches. Yeah, well, they're all at the same time. All so. at the same time. That mm. will be hard. The Lord will be there, not me. Yes. <laughs> I can be at one place at one time, yeah. Okay, well, another way to view this whole idea is if you can think of it as like a New Year's detox. Maybe that works for you. You know, physically, we're all thinking like, oh, man, I had that last treat at about 11.59 last night. Yeah, he did. He actually was like, okay, it's this like three minutes. It. Let's this eat is the as last much as we can. Christmas bacon. Uh, anyway, yeah, so... Um, maybe you do need a physical detox after all of that. But I, th- I want you to think of this in a spiritual sense. It's body, mind, and soul. And, and you know what? We have to look at ourselves as holistic beings. And so let's not just concentrate on the workout routine and the diet. But why don't we think about where the detox needs to happen in the mind? Maybe there's been some toxic thoughts that have been rolling around for way too long in your mind. Maybe you see it coming out in your behaviors or your demeanor or your attitude. And we can just kind of go through a spiritual detox and we can see some of those thoughts transformed, uh, uprooted and planted new thoughts in there. Maybe it's feelings. Maybe it's wounds. Maybe there's been a lot of stuff from the past that's still there. And that's why we really want to encourage freedom. It can be a part of the spiritual detox for us. We can see it that way, engaging the whole person spiritually and physically. And and some of you might think like, okay, you're getting a little bit weird. Can we just keep it on like the, on Jesus in the Bible? And, and I want you to know this is Jesus in the Bible. In fact, let me take you back to our text that we've been working through in Colossians chapter 3. And I want you just to notice, we're going to look at one section now and one section later. I want you to notice all of the action words that are here. Friends, can I tell you, you will not grow spiritually if you sit and ask God to help you grow spiritually. There's action involved. You get to cooperate, co-labor with Jesus on your spiritual development. Mm -hmm. And although there are these moments of revelation, these moments of blessing, these moments of outpouring where God just blesses you by his spirit, it's so that you can be empowered to do. Amen? Because we're called to move. So listen to what it says here. Talking about the spiritual detox, in verse 5 of that same passage, it says, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now... You must also rid yourself, there's another action, of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off the old self, another action there, with its practices. And when I read that passage, I thought immediately of Hebrews chapter 12, where through the chapter 11, we see um, the writer give us all these examples of these great men and women of God who actually stood in difficult places and kept their faith throughout time and history. And then it gets to the first verse of chapter 12, and it says this, therefore, in other words, because of all of what we just talked about, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Man, that is spiritual detox right there. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we want to be really clear that Jesus has done it all for you. Yes. We took communion today. That was a picture of the fact that it is done. He's done everything that you need to do. You don't have to add anything to your faith in order to be saved. But right. you have an opportunity to mm. engage with the process of knowing God. Yeah. We talk about knowing God as the very first step mm. um, in your spiritual journey. But it's an ongoing step for all of us beyond becoming a Christian and then just sitting there being a Christian for the right. rest of your life, yeah. you have an opportunity to engage in that process. And, and as we were talking about that word, we looked it up, and the definition of engage is to occupy the attention or efforts of. Hmm. And I like that because it's, it's not just the effort. It's also your attention. Right. It's, it's both that go together, saying, hmm. God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take these steps, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go deeper, and I want to seek your face and hear from you and do these things to go deeper with you, but I'm going to most of all, give you my attention. Good. I'm doing it because I want to fix my eyes on you, Jesus. Yeah, I want my yeah. attention to be on you. And in that, my efforts are going to be towards right. you and not towards all mm. the other things in my life that are meaningless. So and so good. we're going to fix our eyes yeah. and our attention and our yeah. efforts on him as we engage in this process of our own spiritual development. That's so good. That is such a key point because it is so easy for us to be distracted Right? And what, what does that mean? We just got our attention off of God. And so bringing your attention, paying attention to Jesus, that's the challenge. That's the work is keeping your eyes on Jesus because it's so easy for your eyes to fall everywhere else. And so Paul says, listen, when you're doing that, first thing is get rid of some stuff, put to death some stuff, take off that old person. And then he picks it up here in verse 10. And you have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge, in the image of its creator. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, that's who you are. Don't forget that. Clothe yourself. You're putting something new on, yeah. and you're going to clothe yourself with compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. And over all of these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Now, if you're just going to go out and say, okay, I'm going to master that list. I'm going to go do all these things. How many of you know that is a recipe for failure. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. When you, when you actually look at all the things that were just said, it's like Paul is reiterating what he teaches us in Galatians about the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. This is the work of the Holy Spirit in your life that you get to cooperate with. And it's that co-laboring together where the Holy Spirit comes and helps you. And all of a sudden, you're putting on something new because the spiritual detox has taken place. And then he continues, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish. There's some more action. Uh, one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs of the Spirit, singing to God, another action, with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, it's not whatever you think or whatever you feel or whatever you, you know, absorb. No, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. You get to cooperate with God in your spiritual development. Yeah. 
you know, as we were talking about this and just even reading this passage, just a few things jumped out and I thought, I, I see this in our church. I see mm. people doing this and taking right. these steps yep. and saying, this is my next step. And you know, yeah. this, this semester alone, I've had three separate people come and say, teaching is in my heart and I've developed this curriculum about learning to read the Bible I want to teach or I'm an ESL teacher and I want to help our newcomers to Canada and yeah. our church and teach them English and God's put it in my heart and that's my next step and so we have people stepping out and saying I want to teach um, Paul's talking about it here and and even just singing to God and these psalms and hymns and songs and I just thought there's people in this room and you've got a song in you yes you do and right. that's something, that's your next step. You write it down and take mm. that step. And so mm. as you read scripture and go back over this, Colossians 3, let God speak to you yeah. about what it is that your next step is. And I see it happening all around us. And it's so encouraging to be in the body together and oh. see people taking steps. Right on. And so this, right isn't, on. this isn't about New Year's resolutions. This is about yeah. setting our hearts and setting our minds, yeah. as Paul says at the beginning of this chapter, on things above. Mm. We're going to fix our attention on God. Yeah. We're going to ask God to speak to us individually, yeah. every one of us. Yeah. We want to hear from him for ourselves, and mm -hmm. we want to take next steps in community. Yeah. Can you imagine what this church would look like, what Coastline Church would look like wow. across all the campuses, all the locations, all the services of the day? We don't have this opportunity to get all together like this, but there's way more of us than this. Imagine if every one of us was on a journey where we were hearing from God for ourselves right. and we were putting it into action and saying, God, I want to walk this out. I want to go deeper. I want to hear from you and do what you're saying. Imagine the impact that this church would have in this city. Imagine the, the impact that we'd have in the people's lives around us and how God could use us as a movement. It's incredible. I think it's so exciting. It's so exciting. So exciting. Yeah. Okay, I want to lead you as we close, because we're closing now. I want to lead you for just a moment. So I'm going to ask you to please just uh, close your eyes for a moment. And, um, and I, I want to lead you in what is called listening prayer. And listening prayer is something that you can practice in your own spiritual life, in, you know, and your, in your home, in your quiet time. But I just sit like you're sitting um, with my feet flat on the floor, just sitting up straight but comfortably, eyes closed, and I just, I put my hands, uh, palms up on my, on my knees. And I just do that because I'm just wanting to be open to the Lord. And so that's the posture that I take. And, and I, I then just become aware of the fact that I'm still, and I'm still before God. You know, Pastor Adam led us earlier and, and mentioned that God is very close. Jesus is here, friends. He's here. The Spirit of God is here. And the Lord wants to minister to you. And the Lord does want to speak to you. And so what it requires is for us to simply just become aware of the stillness of our bodies and the invitation to Jesus. And I want to invite you just to quietly, under your breath, just whisper the name of Jesus. 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 Jesus, Jesus, you're the reason why we're here. Jesus, we welcome you. Jesus, Jesus. So this, this moment is about centering ourselves on the person of Jesus. Because truly, he's who we want to hear from. He's our Savior who loves us. He's the one that came to rescue us. 
So we just see him now. We see him with his, the smile on his face, the love in his eyes. We see Jesus, the one who cares for us, the one who nurtures us, the one who paid the price. We see Jesus, the one who has paid for all of our sin. He stands so near to us because there's nothing between us. He's paid for it. So he's right here. And so now in this moment, before the Lord, I want you to return to the question of the day. God, what is my next step? God, as I face the year of 2023, what do you have for me? What do you want from me? Where do you want to lead me? Just in this stillness, I want you to hear me say, Jesus, I trust you. I know that what you have for me is good. And if it's you, I want it. If it's your will, if it's your plan. So I ask you, Lord, speak to me. Speak to me. Speak to me. Drop something into my heart. Let my conversations with believers help guide the hearing of your voice. As I open your word, speak to me through your word in a way that directs me to my next step. And so I just pray now for each one of us here, Lord. I pray that you would open up a new excitement in us about a fresh relationship with you that is so centering and so strengthening. Lord, I pray that you would talk to us about what we need to get rid of, what keystones need to be replaced so that there can be strength in our lives. Lord, speak to us about taking off that old man, about getting rid of things and putting to death the old life, that life we used to live. And Lord, I pray that you would also help us to clothe ourselves, literally put on the new person, Lord, for 2023. Clothe us in your grace and mercy. Clothe us in your plan. Cover our ears in a way that let us hear your voice. We fix our eyes, our hearts, our thoughts on you, Jesus. We ask, Lord, that you would be the controlling desire of our hearts. That we would long for you more than anything else. We would long to hear your voice. And Lord, I pray in the way that we've spoken of it, that we would engage with our spiritual journey. We would engage with it. Engage with our spiritual journey in a way that says we're going to pay attention. We're going to pay attention this year, Lord. So I pray that you would beautifully lead your church, lead Coastline Church, every individual, into the next step in their spiritual journey. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you are our master mentor. You will lead us. We simply say, Jesus, take us by the hand. 
and take us where you want us to go. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So church family, let's stand together now. And um, I asked Luke to just lead us in a song of, of devotion. It's a song that really just declares what we've been saying, that really it's all for Jesus. All of us. 2023, Lord, it's for you. It's your year. It's before us. And we believe that you want to bless this year. And so we just agree together that our hearts, our attention, it's going to be on Jesus. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Let's sing together.